Hey everybody, it's Mary with Sniff Dog Talks Dogs. I hope everyone's having a good day. Uh, something that I want to talk about today was matting in dogs. I am uh, not a stranger to matting for many reasons. Um, I did have a Wheatie, that's my breed. So uh, I've had a lot of experience with a lot of Wheatons. And they are known for that gorgeous Wheaton coat, but it is a magnet for mats. Uh, unfortunately, that all of that beauty comes with a price, as some people would say. So you'll see a lot of dogs uh, like Wheatons. Uh, right now I'm taking care of a doodle, and she has a gorgeous coat. She has quite a few mats. Uh, I was brushing her today, trying to get some, make some order out of that coat. And they are, like with many dogs, they're in very predictable places. Uh, she does go to daycare, and she wears a harness. So... She has mats where the harness rubs, uh, you know, like kind of like her, you know, like armpit area, I guess you could say, uh, and also around her neck. And I think some of around her neck, I think really is probably um, could very well be from uh, at daycare when the dogs are playing. And oftentimes they grab each other by the neck and with the saliva from the other dog and that kind of thing. Um, so she has them in kind of predictable spots, but a lot of the weedies would too, but, uh, kind of a tough thing. Um, you know, we saw it, we had grooming in my shop for a couple of years and we saw dogs would come in and they would it just, it was astounding to see a coat come off literally almost in one full piece, um, like a pelt, um, you know, and you'd see underneath, you'd see, hopefully you wouldn't see any hot spots, you know, any kind of infection or sores. We did see that, unfortunately. But hopefully you wouldn't, and you'd see the softest, downiest little, you know, hair that was growing in. Um, but mats are very painful for dogs. They're, you know, they actually, like, adhere to the skin, and it restricts movement and breathing through the skin. And um, I remember one dog that uh, that we groomed, I just can still picture it, right underneath um, the eye was just kind of it was weird. It was almost like a scab that came off and it, and it was just this absolutely complete circular, um, like hotspot right, right underneath his eye. It was, it was crazy. But, um, you know, I think people don't realize like they, they'll say they don't understand when they get their dog back from the groomer and there have been, you know, they're like, my dog, my dog is bald now and, and I brush them all the time and they know they weren't matted. And, and a lot of times it can be a little deceiving, um, you know, especially when people are, you know, they are putting the time and the effort into it. And unfortunately, they're just maybe not um, doing it correctly. You know, there's a thing called surface brushing uh, where you're brushing and, you you know, it's like, great, this is fantastic. And then, you know, someone gets in there, someone, a groomer, someone, you know, that, that knows the coat a little bit better, um, you know, will get in there and they'll see that just at the, at the skin level, it's all matted. Um, you know, so best rule of thumb is you want to be able to brush through it and also get a, a comb through it down to the, down to the skin and get a comb through it. And then you know that you're good to go. Um, you know, so I think we talked about this before, but always a good thing, you know, to, you know, talk with your groomer. Um, good thing is to get on a regular schedule. If you have a dog that has any kind of coat, uh, Wheatons, Doodles, Poodles, uh, Bernie's Mountain Dogs, Goldens, um, you know, old English sheep dogs, any of those kinds of dogs, um, a lot of the terriers, you know, you want to get on a regular schedule, 
um, to kind of prevent a lot. Um, also, it's really helpful to have a dog that's used to being groomed. They're used to being brushed. Uh, luckily, this little one, she's just a dreamboat for it. Uh, it's absolutely fabulous. I mean, you can see that they've done such great work um, with her that, I mean, it's on her feet, if she's fine, she'll roll right over. I mean, she just, I think she just really likes it. So obviously she's had a very, very good experience with being brushed. So, um, you know, that's something that you definitely want to, want to keep up on and, and start really young. You know, there's the things about like dogs don't want their feet touched. They learn a lot about their world through their feet as they walk and all that. So I think there's a natural tendency to shy away from anything happening, um, to them you know, their tails, that's another thing they balance with their tails. So that, that can be a little tricky for some dogs. Um, yeah, so best, best to just start young and just be consistent with it. Um, you know, just like anything else, it's kind of like brushing your teeth. You're not going to get the benefit if you don't do it every day. So, uh, you know, with a lot of dogs, even, even like, you know, someone will, they'll, they'll get their dog back from the groomer and, and they have such a short haircut and, they'll think, well, I'll start brushing when it starts growing. And even when there's no hair, even when they've been basically scalped, you still run a brush over them. You still, you know, you, you want them to be used to it. You want to develop the routine. You want to develop the habit. Um, you know, you can't go wrong doing that. And it, it definitely, it's, that discipline will definitely uh, work well for both of you. Um, but just some things that I thought of you know, in, in seeing that she has these mats. And again, they're in really predictable places. Dogs with ear infections, if they have hair around their ears, they'll end up with the um, the mats like right underneath their ears. Um, that's really common. We saw that a lot with the grooming, a lot around the collar if they're scratching. Um, you know, sometimes they'll end up with like this little bump it looks like in the back of their head, like their hairdo, where it's actually a mat. Um, yeah, so definitely you know, you want to be careful when you are trying to get them out. There are some that you just got to give it up and you just got to cut them out. Uh, you know, not worth it, not worth it to torture the dog. You know, if you take a dog for grooming and they're matted, you know, a lot of groomers are not, they're not going to demat your dog because it's hard on everybody. It's and especially hard on the dog. You know, it's always the dog that pays the highest price, but um, you know, there are a lot of tricks that the groomers have. There's, there's certain, um, you know, techniques and certain, um, products too. There's one, um, you can use uh, cowboy magic. They have like a detangler and there's also one called this stuff, which, uh, works really well, um, you know, in helping kind of loosen up all that hair and get the mats out. So, um, you know, just a couple of things, but I, I was noticing when I was brushing this little one, um, she's just so sweet, but she does have quite a few mats. So, um, slow and steady wins the race on that. Um, you know, and the other thing is, um, like with your own hair, women will understand this maybe more than men. I think women, you know, just as a rule tend to have longer hair. And I know for myself, when I wear hats in the winter, um, my hair can, can get knotted in the back and it's best to, when you're getting a knot out, when you're getting, trying to get a mat out, it's best to hold the hair, like, against like where the scalp is and then, um, you know, use a comb in the other hand to kind of pick apart the knot, like from, from the, um, you know, start like a little bit on the outer edge and and work towards the middle and try and break it apart. You don't want to just yank, like, like you're pulling their hair out. I mean, it's just horrible. Just think about, you know, somewhere to do that to you. So, um, you know, just some things that you want to keep in mind if you do find some mats on your dog. Um, you know, the other thing is you can always bring your dog in for grooming, and you just have a brush out, 
you know, and do that once a month or, and have them groomed, you know, every 10 weeks or so. Um, you know, so that's something you can talk with the groomer about, about getting on a schedule and what would realistically be a good schedule and, and be realistic about what you're willing to do in between groomings. Uh, some people are flat up. I'd rather bring my dog in every four to six weeks because I'm not going to do anything. And then other people are like, I will do whatever it takes to, you know, only have to come here every three or four months. So, uh, you know, and there's everything in between. So just a couple of things that I was thinking about when I was, um, brushing little Miss Rosie, who's just the best. So, uh, no, again, I always say this, but, um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, uh, reach out through email, if info at sniffdog.com or by phone, 508-653-7387. Uh, you can always check out everything on our website, uh, www.sniffdog.com. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. All right. So, uh, that's just a couple of thoughts that I had about grooming. All right. Take care.